0: You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad to have you today. Today's episode of the podcast is pretty special to me. I have a guest with us, and I'd like to introduce you to a dear friend. So, Today's podcast is going to be a missions podcast, and I know that Brick normally facilitates the Friday podcast, but he gave me the privilege today of sitting in because our guest has been my friend for well over 20 years. So because my friend uh, serves with, with the International Mission Board, uh, I'm going to guard his identity a little bit, I'm going to use first name only. So Scott, welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: <laughs> so, Scott, the uh, just a little context for our church family. Um, you are serving as a part of our denominational work as a missionary on the international field, and you were called to that how many years ago, Scott? It's been 15 years. So for 15 years, um, the Lord has been using you and your family to share the gospel. And what's really interesting for me is, so for 15 years, you've been a missionary, but you've been a friend to me since, my goodness, I would guess about 1996. That's, yeah, I think that's right. So uh, we probably have some podcast listeners who were not yet in 1996. <laughs> but anyway, so Scott, man, it's great, it's great to track your life, great to track your journey. Um, while I've got access to you, let's talk a little bit about your calling. Here's the goal of this podcast, right? Um, I want our church family to have a little bit of a full-color picture of what it means when we say, yes, we have missionaries serving through the International Mission Board, um, and and this is what their life looks like, this is what their calling looks like, so that we can pray better for our missionaries, so we can partner better with our missionaries, and so that when it's time for us to give offerings to support our missionaries, we'll know what that generosity yeah. is funding. So, I know that you can't tell us everything about where you are. We're not going to say the name of the country that you mm-hmm. serve, um, but I'm sure there's some things we can do that would describe it. I know some of our some of our listeners are kids. It might be fun for them to know where you live, or you know, is it mountain or desert? Is it hot or cold? You know, mm-hmm. and so we can describe your context a little bit. Then we'll describe uh, the work that you do, and just let you share some testimony. Are you okay with that process,
1: yeah, Scott? Sounds great.
0: Okay, so for just for fun, I can say that you're in Central Asia, right? Yes, Central Asia. What other description scriptures can you give about the context into which god has called you just to help us understand you know what a year in the life looks like for you
1: so you're talking about location or
0: yeah and we you know like are you are you in a city and of course i know these i know these answers okay you know better people are you could because the place god's called you is really different than south mississippi right you were born in Hattiesburg, you spent your life right across the river uh, but the place that you live now is really different than Hattiesburg. It is. All right, and so in what ways is it different than Hattiesburg? It is. A, I live in a big city.
1: Well, it's fairly big. It's about a million people, so it's much bigger than this than Hattiesburg. But uh, I, don't, I don't know this population of Jackson. But it feels like it's about the size of Jackson. I don't know.
0: But I'll fact check that after the podcast. Okay, fact check me.
1: But um, it's it's not a tremendously large city. But right. about a, a little about a million people. Um, it's, you know, I fled from the extreme heat of, of Mississippi to extreme cold and it's very cold. It's very windy. It's like a step. It's a, just a grassy flat area. So,
0: so you're in, you're in a fairly far North. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember the first winter or it, it was either when you were being called there and we were talking and you hadn't gone yet, or it was your first winter there or something like that. You told me something. You were, you were throwing out some temperatures. You told me that this river that is, you know, big river, like not quite the Mississippi, but big like that, totally freezes over. Yes. How cold does it get where you live? Well, I think it was three winters ago.
1: With wind chill, it got to negative 80. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I checked that day because I'd never experienced that kind of cold before. And I just checked and I, I looked up the temperature on Mars that day. And it was the exact same temperature on Mars that day as it was as where you lived. As it live. was where I lived. That's and,
0: fantastic. And You've shown me that screenshot uh, of the weather. I thought all right. Uh, the language is different. You grew, you grew yes. up, you grew up here, obviously speaking South Mississippi, uh-huh. right? Yep. And uh, I won't give away the context of you if you if I say this, but you you speak Russian now.
1: I speak Russian and a little bit of a another local language also.
0: Right, and so you're so. Uh, i I think it'd be fun. no that some of our podcast listeners are children, mm-hmm. so can you greet our Carval kids in Russian Scott?
1: Well, sure, for the kids, you would just say,
0: So what does that mean? It means
1: hello, children.
0: <laughs> I love it. All right, so God called you to a different place, a different climate, to a place where the religion is remarkably different. Can you tell us anything about the religious complexion of the place where you live
1: yeah we it's a it's it's an Islamic country, and so they, um, but it's really kind of growing in that, when I first went there, they, it was Islamic more her- in heritage only, in that they, they did all the major holidays, but they really never prayed, they never read the Quran, I had read more of the Quran than any of them had, and so it was more of a, like, cultural Islam, it's, it's becoming more and more traditionally Islamic, as you know, we as the as Southern Baptists, we send missionaries to to these places. But we're not the only people sending missionaries to these places. And a lot of the very wealthy, um, traditional Islamic countries that are wealthy for oil are sending their missionaries there too. Wow! And so, their um, traditional Islam is growing in the country that we live in.
0: Okay, so the place where where you live like when you were contacting the country to see if you could come live there mm-hmm. obviously you 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 didn't say hey i'd like to come be a missionary and tell people about the good news mm-hmm. of king jesus christ you had to have a different job
1: yeah And I, t- I tell people all the time it is not too much diff- different than what you know we all would be doing you you work a job and you love your your neighbors and the people the lord puts in your path and you share the gospel with them and so I just do it in another language, another context. I, I have to work there. Um, I don't, I, I work a part-time job, basically. I got about 20, 25 hours a week or so I have to do my job. And, but it's not, it's a platform, really. We call it a platform more than a job, is it's open access to people's lives
0: yeah and it's really cool and I, I won't say the job that you do just in case that helps protect you guys some but I mean I know that what you do is is um it's useful for mm-hmm. the country that you serve they want you there doing the job mm-hmm. that you're doing and it also really puts you in contact with tons of people all the mm-hmm. time okay so I know that the first several years that that you were there um I mean, you guys were super faithful. You know, the the work was slow. Uh-huh. But recently, you've seen some really good things. You've seen God's Spirit move in a fresh way in this country.
1: It's just been amazing. I mean, I can't even—it's just the Lord has been doing some amazing things. Just in, He's always been doing amazing things. But it was like initially you were plowing hard soil, and it just took time. And now a decade, 12 years later, we're seeing— um, just great fruit, and I, th- I know I told you this, but in the last, you know, we got to back out from COVID. COVID hit in March, but we haven't. Uh, our our church that we've been a part of hasn't been meeting. But before that, we were a part of seeing that that church start from just a house church, just like a few families. And past year and a half, they've they've baptized two hundred people. Wow! And it's just um, it's just amazing. You can't believe what the Lord has done. It's just a, really exciting to be a part of that,
0: so Scott, I wanted our church family just to get to hear that because for me personally, like you've been there for fifteen years, uh-huh. and I know those first ones, but with the the harvest was so slow to uh-huh. come, and it's cool for me to get to witness and celebrate now that God has just you know led some great breakthrough there
1: He has, and you know all fifteen years I have been there um Carville has supported me in prayer. I have people who are constant who write me from Carnival all the time, and so I'm really grateful for Carnival Baptist Church for the ways y'all have prayed for me and supported me and my family and and our work. And when when you give to the IMB, that that pays f- f- the food we eat. It pays for the. The center we operate that we sh- share the gospel with well
0: i appreciate you saying that and, and it's been fun for me that while you guys have been home a little bit on the covid furlough you know as yeah. uh, as the country where you serve has said you got to go home for a minute um what has been really refreshing for me is you know you guys have been able to be in worship services with us some mm-hmm. and that's just been good for me i'm just i'm treasuring that
1: it's so good for us to we're like i was here last sunday and i just I was I was weeping in worship. It's so nice to get to be here um, in Carterville and get to worship in our own language around people that we love and people that we
0: know love us, and it's it's just really refreshing. So. Well, I appreciate you saying that. So, Scott, I want to I want to transition and wrap up our our podcast uh, today. You know, just, just with this, um, Scott, God is going to call people to the mission field until Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. But I wish our I would love for everybody to understand that God's calling all of us to missions. Like mm-hmm. just like you said a few minutes ago, he's moved you to the other side of the globe, he's taught you a different language, and he's asked you to engage a different culture to create a witness for the gospel. Mm-hmm. But he's calling all of us to do the same practices that you're doing. Yes. To, to live a day in our life looking for opportunities to share the good news of King Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and to develop relationships, some of them that will take a long time so that we can invite people into the gospel. Um, do you have any advice, Scott, for the sisters and brothers in our church family um, who may not be called to the international mission field? Mm-hmm. but who are called to the local mission field. Do you have any tips that you might give them as we wrap up this podcast for how they could use the next year of their life differently or better? You've learned some things from the just the challenge of living in another culture. And I'd love for you just to maybe give one piece of that to our church today.
1: I, I can't say that I have anything overly prof, uh, overly. Uh, I don't want to say profound or anything, but I would say that basic Christianity is how it's done. We just pray all the time for God to give us opportunities to share the gospel with people, and He opens doors. And we, we do great commandment. We love people. And that a lot of times is laying aside of ourselves, letting ourselves be inconvenienced, you know, walking with people through hard things, um, earning the right to be the person that prays with them whenever they have hard times. We pray, we love, and we share the gospel with them early. One of we try to share is in our first meetings with new people, we try to share something with them to where they know that we love Jesus and that we love them. And we share often and we
0: bring it up over and over and over again Yeah, one thing that it that really impresses me scott too is that like if somebody in the country where you serve if somebody in that country decides they want to give their life to follow jesus christ it costs them something right
1: yeah um it most f- people when they f- give their lives to follow jesus their family will disown them and which is it it's much a bigger deal than there than is here because they're your families, everything. They're going to be the ones that give you your first car, that pay for your education, that provide you your first apartment, that pay for your wedding, that give you all the contacts to get a job because jobs are getting are, you get a job through relationships. And it's just you lose that. You've lost everything. They are giving up everything for Jesus.
0: That's awesome to me to think about you guys being right there and walking with sisters and brothers, mm-hmm. and really in the way that Jesus designed, giving them a new family to belong yeah. to. And yeah. I just want to call the church into that. Hey, Scott, I love you. Thanks for being part of our podcast you today. Too, man.